0: this is usually our buy sell episode so we're gonna give you a little bonus let's let's throw a few buys and sells this is really the trade deadline show but you know what we can't help it let's go through some buy sells all right one of my main ones that i wanted to talk about was brandon ayuk okay Mm. I, i love ayuk as a talent so this one's a little tough for me right i i think him on another offense there's no way i'd be selling but there's an embarrassment of riches on the 49ers right now, especially in the past game, right? They just got Christian McCaffrey, who will be heavily involved in the receiving game, obviously. Debo Samuel, they have George Kittle. Ayuk had a big game this past week, and Debo didn't play. Jawan Jennings didn't play. And Jawan Jennings, you know, he's not getting a ton of targets, but 10% targets share in the season. Okay, so it's something. Um, yeah. But when Debo comes back, and this team is at full strength, there might not be enough targets to go around. And... I'm just not sure that double-digit target upside is there. Like what Ayuk has had, you know, in in terms of what his, you know, uh, what that ceiling was for him. I don't think he's it's going to be there. He's had three straight big fantasy weeks, and they're going yeah. into the buy, you know. So I'd sell. I mean, they're in a buy right now, so I'd sell to someone who is willing to keep him right. Like during this buy, there are some good matchups on paper in those games after the buy. Okay, so I would use that in my argument. Right, it's like oh, like hey, like I can't use him right now. I need to win this week. Here, like I know you can afford, like pump up the ego a little bit. I know you can afford to have Ayuk on the bench this week because you have such a good team. You're gonna get the win this week anyway because you have Mm -hmm. such a good team. You can afford it. I can't. I can't afford it. Right. You yeah. gotta say it like that. All right. You gotta like, you gotta put you gotta put some oomph into it. Okay. Uh and then you look at those yeah. games after the bye, right? Uh Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, like those are teams that like you look at that, like, oh, like receivers can do good against those teams. But here's the thing: the 49ers defense, they're relatively healthy again. Right. And those three teams that I just mentioned, they they might be able to struggle on offense against the 49ers. And yeah. uh, you know, we can easily see the 49ers defense. And the 49ers offense, like kind of controlling the ball, like on in the run game with Christian McCaffrey, and that target share will be the overall targets will be lower. The distribution might be a little bit wider between the four guys that I mentioned, and it might just limit Ayuk from hitting the totals that he's been hitting lately. So that's why I'm looking to sell Ayuk right now at where I think the height of his ceiling is.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good analysis. Even though you know I I've liked what I've seen from Brandon Ayuk definitely, and Me he too, looks. Man. The talent, you know, it looks like he's, you know, finally breaking out and having that role. But like you said, the number of weapons in this offense is ridiculous. And on a team with a defense as good as the Niners, you know, are they really going to be in game scripts where they're going to have to throw the ball? If they're throwing the ball, chances are it's going to be Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield or, you know, nice safe routes with George Kittle or, you know, Debo Samuel will be doing, you know, running and passing work and receiving work. It's not Brandon Ayuk. It's just the fact that they have all these players that they want to get involved and can get involved. You know, it's going to be a super efficient offense, but without the workload, you know, he's not going to see, like he, like you said, 11 targets, 11 targets, 6 targets, back to back. I don't think we're going to see any more strings like that again the rest of the season. Um, so I think it is time to subbrand Nayukai. And at this point, you know, his value is actually very high. I think the way the way it looks, because like you said about the upcoming schedule and what he's done the past few weeks, not only has he got a bunch of targets, but he's catching those targets and he's turning them into touchdowns, three touchdowns in the last three weeks. You know, he's doing it. He's doing his thing. So he looks like a really solid wide receiver two right now. You know, you could say he has wide receiver one upside on a weekly basis. You know, he could he he doesn't have to be a side piece, you know, anymore in a trade. You know, he could be the main main course, I think, depending on who you're targeting. I, I would go after a guy like maybe DK Metcalf with him. Something like that. Or maybe even an Amari Cooper. Ooh, like you know, that. Amari Cooper is quietly really good. I like that. I like that a lot. And,
0: and you can see uh, Amari Cooper's value going up a little bit uh, at some point. Um, I like that a lot. Now, you mentioned earlier that you had Raheem Mostert as a sell, and there's still a sell window. But who are you yes. looking to buy this week?
1: I'm looking to buy DeAndre Swift. And I know he didn't look too fantastic coming back off of that injury. You know? Dan Campbell did say that he's not necessarily 100% yet. And I think he quoted him. He said, they quoted him. He said he said um, they gave him one too many carries or something like that. I don't know how that looked. He got five carries. But um, the the work wasn't what we wanted it to be coming back from an injury. We figured he would hopefully be close to 100% you know, at this point, especially after missing all the time that he did. And he still isn't. And that's not really encouraging news to hear from the coach that he could still be a week or two out from being 100% and getting that full workload. I'm buying that, you know, right now, especially if you're a DeAndre Swift owner and he has missed, has been five weeks for you. And he comes back, he puts up 14 points. Okay, he scores a touchdown, but he only gets five carries. And then the coach comes out and says he's not 100% and they gave him too much work. Like, how happy are you going to be with that? You're going to be really disenchanted with your running back at that point. He still did lead the team in snap share, despite not being 100%, 33 snaps, 55% share. And he scored. So that's encouraging to show that the talent is still there. It's not that he's not, He's not he's not losing a step because of this injury. It's just he has to come back from it. The price is really low. He left fantasy managers pretty much out to dry this past five or six weeks. Um, if anybody drafted him, they're gonna say, All right, there's too much inconsistency here. Let, let's offload him. I think you could get him for a really good price at this point. And as he gets healthier, he's going to continue to take over his backfield. And I was really tempted to put Jamal Williams as one of my sales, but I thought that was just a little bit too easy. You know, obviously, if you're buying DeAndre Swift, you're not gonna want to buy, you know, or hold on to Jamal Williams. I I think that. DeAndre Swift is going to take over this backfield again, like he had in the first week where we saw his upside, you know, 175 total yards, was it? I think something like that, and two touchdowns. So I'm buying DeAndre Swift, uh, even though things look bleak right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason, right? Like his value is really low right now and it's looking discouraging. You know, it's going to only go up from here and he's going to potentially hit that elite ceiling that we know he has, then it's worth buying, you know, at his lowest price, which is right now. Um, yeah. Jamal Williams, you mentioned him, right? Like, I'm I'm fine selling him right like I think you can another two touchdown performance right like even when Swift is out his role doesn't change too much and when Swift plays like you're not gonna feel so comfortable playing him right like there's gonna be a lot of times where he's gonna score two touchdowns but it's gonna be on your bench right because his touchdown are yeah. bust with him right so you know most times he's probably gonna be on your bench just because like you have other studs at running back like are you really gonna bench Jonathan even though Jonathan Taylor is like off Right, this season. Yeah. Are you going to bench Jonathan Taylor for Jamal Williams? Probably not. Right, like most no. of the time, you're not going to do that. So, like, you know, unless you're like going strictly by the numbers and you're like, well, whatever, I'm going to start him because he's been getting me fantasy points. It makes sense, but you probably won't end up doing that. So, at the end of the day, he's somebody that you could potentially sell uh, in a package as like that second, like that that that, that side piece, right? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Very strong. Side in, 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 instead of saying side like
0: part. instead of saying like side piece and like main meal. Like we should call it side piece and like, uh, and girlfriend or something like that. Like he's piece he's and like main hoe, main hoe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that one. Zach. <laughs> Jamal Williams is not the main hoe here. Yeah. He's the side piece. So you combine the side piece <laughs> with a main hoe, and you go get yourself a, another main hoe. A wife. That's that's a, w- a wife. <laughs> Go get yourself a wife, man. That's a good trade, man. Good trade, man. Like if you can, if you can, if you can trade your main (laughs) oh, for a wife, that's a good trade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you're making money that way. I like that a lot. (laughs) Oh, 100 percent, man. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, let's see. So I had another. Who else did I have here? Oh, a guy i wanted to sell, Deontay Foreman. Okay. Yeah. Deontay Foreman. You know, listen, I, I I get it. Like he had a huge week, and everyone's very excited about uh, Deontay Foreman. If I had a, if I had him, I'd be kind of excited. I'd be intrigued. But this is his ceiling, guys. Okay, this yeah. the, he just had a three touchdown game. He had a big game the week before, right? He's had a couple of monster games. Do we really think? And I and like credit to the Panthers. They did a great job, right? Over the past two weeks, PJ Walker. You know, I, I love the story, right? Yeah. But do we really think that are the Panthers going to go undefeated for the rest of the year? Like, is that what's going to happen here, guys? Like, are they, did they suddenly become a good offense? No. Yeah. Okay. This is, this happens all the time, right? A head coach gets fired, right? They get a little bit of juice, they get a little fire. The whole league is, you know, kind of like, they're like the laughing stock of the whole league. And these players, they adjust and they come through, but it's not going to last forever, right? Yeah. So I personally would not be looking at, as at him as somebody who I'm going to be able to depend on for the rest of the year. Now, did he win the job in Carolina as the one A? I think so. I think he has, and I think, you know, with Chuba Hubbard potentially coming back this week, I think it's going to be a timeshare. Yeah. I do think that Deont- Deontay Form is going to be the primary back in that timeshare. However, are, are we going to say that this offense is bad or good or somewhere in between? It's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Okay. We, we know what we saw over the past couple of weeks. Like it's, it was solid, solid, but this is not what's going to happen every week, guys. Okay. So Deontay Foreman, you know, even though he's the one, a, even though you think you got some, something on your bench, the way I look at it is like, I still got something on my bench. I got a very valuable asset right now that I could use to is, is, is Deontay Foreman a side hoe? Is he a side piece or a main hoe? Yeah, right now
1: no, side piece, he, right now. He's a
0: side piece, right? So you combine yeah. Deontay Foreman as a side piece, you combine him with one of your main hoes, and then you go get yourself a <laughs> wife. Yeah. Right? And that's that's how I would play this. Now this is this is it, Zach. Like it's over now. Like this is gonna be our thing now forever. Yeah.
1: For every every buy trade. Sell, any yep.
0: trade, you got the side hoe, you got the you got you got the side piece and the main hoe.
1: Oh mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, 100%. so so I
0: I personally, like, when Chuba Harbour comes back, he's going to be the primary pass, uh, pass catching back, at the very least. Um, yeah. They liked Chuba Harbour before he got hurt, man, and he was their 1A. Okay, so I don't think he's just going to be thrown to the side. I really don't. I think he's going to be involved. So right. uh, three touchdown performances aren't going to happen that much, especially on this offense. So if I could sell him now, while his value is very, very high, where people mm-hmm. are actually thinking that he could be the RB, their RB2 for the rest of the season, Like, I would take advantage of that right
1: now. Absolutely. Deontay Foreman, you know, he gifted you this, you know, sell window. Before last week, nobody would have said, even after, you know, both Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard had a good week, nobody would have said that, okay, these guys are going to be, you know, they have a chance to be RB2 the rest of the season. Now he goes out and he gets a hat trick, you know, 30-plus PPR points, you know, this week. And now we think that he could be, you know, the lead back in this offense. First of all, the offense is not going to put up 34 points. Like you said, it's going to be a bad offense and they're going to bring Chuba Hubbard back. And even though, you know, Chuba Hubbard is going to be back, it's going to be a timeshare. This three touchdown performance lets you say, all right, well, it looks like Deontay Foreman is going to get the majority of the touches. And that's going to be like, okay, people are going to be able to sell that. It's going to require you to be a little bit manipulative at this point to sell Deontay Foreman to maximize his value. You know, you could sell him and say, okay, he's going to be, you know, he's a good running back, you know, on a relatively bad offense, you know um he'll be able to do his thing anyway you know he'll he'll be he'll be a solid rb3 you know flex play for you you could sell him like that even though he did have a really good week but if you want to be a little bit manipulative you know you can say all right he might get the majority of the carries you know um he might get the majority of the passing work that kind of thing just try to spice it up just a little bit you might be able to milk as much value as you can out of deontay foreman before you know he leaves your team i i think that you could you know, add him as a side piece. He's a really juicy side piece, believe it or not, you know, to to, a, to any deal that you're trying to put together right now, much much more so than um guys like, you know, Chase Edmonds. We talk about him maybe being a guy that might have right. a little bit more value at this point. You know, in a couple of weeks, I think that, you know, even Chase Edmonds might his value in a couple of weeks isn't going to add up to what Deontay Foreman offers right now as a side piece.
0: Chase Edmonds is a side hoe. He's not even a side piece.